And we're back. Yeah, we told you guys it'd be right back. With uh, what's with the numbers? So the people who are like binging us, they're like, oh yeah, there they are. (laughs) There they are. They're right there. We just got done recording Hometown Horrors like two minutes ago. Two minutes ago. Yeah. We didn't even get up for a potty break. No, we did Uh, not. Oh, crap. Do you need to go potty? No. I forgot to say congratulations to my brother and his new wife, Jen. Oh, man. So there you go. Say it now. Congratulations on getting married, Matt and Jen. And What day are they getting married? have a good... On the 30th. So this will have just, this will come out like right after it, the day after. Oh no. Yeah. They get married. The They just got, they got married the day before Hometown Horrors come out, came out. It's okay. It's fine. They don't <laughs> listen. To, well, Matt listens, but it's okay. He'll so be busy. busy. Have fun on your honeymoon. If you're listening right now, um, bring me back. Thank you for listening here, to us on yeah. your honeymoon. Your honeymoon. <laughs> He's like, did I say our honeymoon? (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you listen to us while you're on your honeymoon, um, thank you for taking with us, taking us with you. Yeah. We had fun. Beautiful sights. All the beautiful people. Yeah. Um, Oh, this is our podcast. What's with the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? That is That's Amy. There we go. Introductions are are done. (laughs) And we're done. Okay. I have a question for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. You need an accessory. Okay. Uh, Pull out your phone. Oh, okay. And pull up your, like, you're going to text somebody. So pick me. Okay. Um, And go pull up your emoji keyboard. Okay. And this is what we're going to do. We're building a soccer team. And you know how when you... Um, in school, like you, there's two leaders, two captains, and like they say, like Jennifer, and the other one says, like Caitlin. Yeah, yeah they pick, okay. pick it. Yeah. So we can't pick the same. Okay. Ones, but um, you are going. We're going to build a team of five animal emojis. Okay. And you need to tell me which one you pick. You need to tell me why you're picking that one okay. for a soccer team. So five emojis, um, any five emojis, or am I recently used? Uh, What's no, hanging right uh, there? Any, what is that? What? Is that a string for your fan? Okay. That scared yeah. me so bad. So Sorry. <laughs> um, that scared me. Any person or animal emoji. Okay. And I'll let you go first. And we get five. Five. Okay, so so you're um, gonna you're gonna pick one, then I'll pick one, and then you pick one, and I'll pick one. Okay, clearly the, the vampire vampires are incredibly fast and strong. Okay, but I hope the soccer like games that. at night. Yeah, <laughs> or indoors. I'm also gonna go ahead and type these. That way we can post them. Yeah, go ahead. And I'll send them to you. And we can compare each. Okay, so I I keep gleeking. I'm gonna go with the whale. <laughs> because he's just going to he's going to sit in a he's going to just sit in front of the goalie so you like it's really hard for you to get past 
Okay. The goalie. <laughs> okay. Uh, fine. Um, I'm going to pick the tornado so it can blow your stupid whale away. That is not a person or an animal. Oh, crap. Damn it. Fair. Okay. Um, what well, damn, Amy? I'm sorry. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're good. All right, I'm going to pick the blind guy because they have a really good, great sense of things. And he can get okay. around that whale easily. You're building a <laughs> very strong. A, <laughs> I just picked a blind guy to play soccer. <laughs> you are no picking backs. such a strong team. No take back. Proud of you. Um, regret. Okay. Already. <laughs> no regret. Um, okay. So I am going to pick the camel so that he can squirt water to hose down the whale so that the whale does not dehydrate and die. There's so much focus on this whale. All right. I'm going to pick a giraffe so he could uh, throw balls over your whale. With his neck? Yeah. Hey. Okay. Hey. I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I love this game, by the, the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to pick the gorilla. Where did the gorilla go? I'm going to pick the gorilla because he's going to be fast and he's going to be my defense. He's going to be throwing arms. He's going to be chucking the ball when he needs to. He could be faster than Edward Cullen and stronger. I didn't, I didn't it's fine. say. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, since your gorilla story, I have so much um, admiration for gorillas. Um, True. Yeah. I'm going to, dang. Ooh, which one do I pick? Which one of those? I'm going to pick a wizard because, you know, Quidditch. Quidditch and soccer are kind of similar, sort of. And also they can fly. I should so have just stuck to animals. You're cheating. I picked an oh, you know, I'll pick an animal <laughs> for next. You should have done like two people and two animals. Three animals. Oh, that would have been a good idea. Yep. Too late. Oh, yeah. I already picked. We can. No, I don't want to. Okay. Okay. So next, I am going to pick, I am going to pick the T-Rex. That's fair. That's a good one. Because you need to have, first off, I absolutely love dinosaurs. Secondly, you need to have more defense since you have a wizard and a vampire. A, a vampire. And so, like, your vampire is, like, strong, but can your vampire, like... I don't know, not get eaten by the dinosaur? Probably not. So. Probably. <laughs> okay, my last <laughs> choice is going to be a mosquito. Because so you can give us malaria? Yeah, didn't mosquito one? Mosquitoes kill dinosaurs. <laughs> also, so <laughs> And two, I actually that wasn't even, I was going to pick mosquito before you even said dinosaurs and it was going to be because because they would be distracting. Oh, um, I'm but thinking just on one the lines of just oh, one mosquito. Crap, you're right. Dang, I'll just take one swat. Damn. You can take it back. I'll let you take it back. No, it's okay. I'm I'm sticking with the mosquito. It's got lots. So of you diseases. can kill my dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. 
And then for my last one, I am going to pick, I'm going to pick the ferret. <laughs> I love ferrets. Why? <laughs> I do. Because they're super playful and adorable. So they're going to be distracting. Oh, yeah, but for sure. Also, those things are so fast. Have you tried to catch a ferret? They yeah. are so fast. They're so fast. <laughs> and they can get that ball across that that lawn so fast without getting caught. Yeah, so could a cheetah. That's true. <laughs> this is my favorite game. I love this game so much. <laughs> but most of all, I like our reasons for it. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. We're going to play that on uh, the Monday after this comes out. I'll have to schedule a post. Oh, Crap. yeah, yeah, yeah. To-do list. <laughs> schedule a post. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are you going first this week or am I going first? Uh, I can go first since I read my, since you went first yeah. last time. Okay. Yeah, because you, I read my neighborhood story first with the skeletons. Alrighty, so let's hear a neighborhood story. Oh, Buddy. sorry, my bad. Um, <laughs> so uh, this was actually on Marketplace. I did not find this, but like I saw like a screenshot of it. It says, "My mom's ashes, two ounces of ash and bone per vial." $30 plus shipping from Alabama includes copy of cremation certificate. Edit to add. Backstory is sold separately for $5. I'm not reliving the trauma for free. What? But you're going to sell your mother's ashes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you didn't care for your mom. Oh my gosh. Go, if you don't like your mom, just go throw her in a volcano or something. Yeah, let me just go find a volcano to throw her in. Let me just take a flight to go volcano. all the way to a volcano and just go throw her in. It's so easy, right? Might as well make, if you didn't like your mom, like if you had a bad relationship and you got the ashes, first off, you had to pay for that. And so maybe he's trying to make his money back. True. Maybe. Good point. Good point. Good point. Fair. And I think it's cheaper to cremate than it is to bury too. So. It definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I told you that this week I am doing a story on it's it's October officially, so we're doing a um I'm gonna have some spooky ones in here. Oh yeah, I remember what you did last year. So two years ago I did this story. I don't know it was on the tenth episode. So I'm covering the black eyed kids again because they Freak me the f out, and I believe in them very much. So, if you want to, this hear, is one of your most scariest stories. You I know did. this one freaks me out so hardcore. I don't know what it is about them. I don't. I don't know. I. It's just unpredictable, and also because it's kids. Because kids, like I love kids, and mm -hmm. like if I saw kids come to my door, I feel like I would probably let them in my house. But I also am really excited that you're redoing this one because this was such a good story. Mm hmm. Well, I'm not it's redoing it. So I'm not redoing it. I'm telling more uh, sites. <gasps> what was it? was it? I literally just heard a tapping and I don't know where it came from because I wasn't tapping anything. It's probably your cat. No, they're both laying still. 
Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Were they tapping on your window? I don't know. It came from this don't, corner. Do not look outside your door or your window. Don't make eye contact with them. Don't let them in. Okay. So I'm so sorry for you. It didn't life. sound like it came from the window. Okay, good. <laughs> That's a great way to start this off. <laughs> okay. So let me start I'm excited by saying, to hear this. Um, good. In episode 10, again, I discussed black eyed kids so if you want to listen to more about them go listen to that one first and then listen to this one just like as a recap um but i'm kind of just going to touch on a little bit of what i talked about last time yeah and then i'll do more new sightings so new uh, sightings new sightings more recent ones and the ones i just haven't covered before so not all of them are super recent but a lot of them are so (laughs) The black-eyed kids are a supposed we urban legend. Nope, nope. They're still, they're still there. Just get over um, with the story. The kids range in age from six to sixteen. They have pitch black eyes, no whites, no sclera, thing, anything like that. They're just pitch black eyes with pale skin. Uh, according to reports and legends, these children have appeared at the doorsteps of homes or have been seen hitchhiking, insisting on coming in your home or getting a ride. Um, they seem emotionless and can bring on the feeling of dread. So, um, now I say they're supposed to be urban legends, um, because from all over they have claimed to have encountered them um mm-hmm. or they're supposed to or, or never mind let me repeat the whole thing i say they are supposed urban legends but from all over people have claimed to encounter like thousands people thousands of people have claimed to have encounters with them so like i don't know could it be an urban legend or could it be true who knows um so also i'm bringing this one up because this is like one of the scariest urban legends to myself. Um, it creeps me out. I love kids. I don't know how I'd react in a situation like this. But also because a very popular place to see them is Texas. And that was the first documented encounter was in Abilene, Texas. Um, Are you going to say what one it was? Yes. It was in the ninety, the late 90s when a journalist named Brian Bethel, he was at was a it the movie- car. Yes. He was in a movie theater parking lot in his car. And I'm not going to go super into it because I already talked about it. But two Mm -hmm. black eyed kids came up to him trying to get into his car and he didn't let them get into them. I'm like patting myself on the back for remembering. Yeah, I know. I'm really proud of you. Like this really had an effect on you. Good job. And you were going through a really rough time then, too. Because this was over. It was over a Zoom, which means you were in California. Yeah. So. I'm just going to go over that. Yeah, I yeah, speaking of not remembering trauma. <laughs> so, I'm just going to go over a few of the sightings that I found online. This first one is a Reddit user by the name of AR141510 and it okay. says that this was from 2 months ago. Oh god. <laughs> and they say, "Here's my story. I'm a bit shook." I drove out to my grandpa's barn to grab my brother's wallet. It isn't that haunted 3 a.m. shit. This happened at about 9. 
While I was grabbing my brother's wallet, I had a feeling I was being watched. A bit of detail about a mile between my house and the barn is a culvert. It's before a large hill with a curve halfway through. You have to slow down to avoid the poss- a possible accident. I slowed down to a crawl on this back road. There were these two kids on the road. I'm just your good-natured redneck, so I stopped to offer to help. Mm-hmm. I had heard these stories growing up about funky shit happening on this road. Everything from That's such a redneck li- thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Everything from ghost lights to a woman who asks for a ride and screams if you say yes before disappearing, but this is new. I stopped and asked these kids if they were okay. I mean, it's summer and they may have been riding four-wheelers and it wrecked or broke down or something. One kid asked for a ride, but his voice was calm and he didn't make eye contact. I looked at the other. I live in the deep south where the mosquito is the state bird. The other kid had mosquitoes all over, didn't swat them Wait, away or anything. Where did he live? It just said in the deep, in the south, somewhere in the south. Uh, he's got that wrong. That's uh, Alaska. Thank you. Okay. In, Come again. In fair. No, no fair. Mosquitoes are bad. No. They're just not big. They're not gigantic. There's just many of them. I lived in the deep south, honey. Honey? Whoa, no, you did not, because you would not know that that honey word is offensive. (laughs) Well, we're about to fight, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah, I know. Alas, the mosquitoes here are gigantic, guys. So, (laughs) that was awkward. (laughs) Uh, I look for the other. I live in the deep south where the mosquito is the state bird. The other kid had mosquitoes all over. Didn't swat them away or anything. So finally I asked him, why are you looking down? He looks up and his eyes were black (gasps) as coal. I stomped the gas as hard as I could, soaring up the hill, barely making the curb. None of that running from a demon or fighting for my life shit. They both (laughs) stared at me as I zipped up the road, flinging gravel and dust. But also, what if it were real kids? That's like my thing. Is that like, what if it were real kids? But also, like, if they were at their eyes are black, and they're out at like nine o'clock at night on this back road, like that's that's weird. That's not right. Yeah, I I would just like go home. Yep, yep. I'll call the cops. Fine, I'll call the cops for you. Yeah. All right. This next one is from Baby Milk Cow, and it was eleven days ago that it was posted. I really hate this. So, but it didn't happen 11 days ago. So they said, not my story, but my dad's. He grew up with a single mom and and four other siblings in southeast Texas on the border of Louisiana in the bad part of town. Okay. The house this happened in was behind a nightclub. Yep. Super bad part of town. He was born in 1967 and says this happened when he was two and he remembers it to this day. He says him and his brother, who was maybe six at the time, were sleeping on the couch in their living room and they both woke up to a black eyed child standing in the doorway of their closet. He said the child looked older than them by a little, had black eyes and orange hair and had a slight glow to him. Like he was under his own spotlight. He said him and his brother tried to scream, but nothing would come out. The child just <gasps> disappeared after that. The reason everyone knows this is true is a couple months ago, 
me, my mom, and my dad were at my grandma's house, and my uncle was watching a documentary on black-eyed children. When my dad brought up what happened to them all those years ago, and my uncle started, my uncle started to tear up and kept repeating, "Man, you seen that too?" I thought. I thought I was crazy. I can't believe you've seen him too. My uncle has a history of drug usage and mental health problems. And all these years, for all these years, for over 50 years, he assumed what he had seen was fake and just his mind playing tricks on him. Oh, no. It's sad because we think that the situation shook him up so badly as a kid. As a kid, he started using drugs as a teen to cope with the thought that he may have been crazy. They were so scared, they just never brought it up ever again after that. But my dad always told my mom that story ever since they started dating. My grandma, who was sitting there listening to them, talking about what happened, just said, Oh, there was something in that house, Lord. I'm going to try to get her to tell me about the experience in that house. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. I know, I know, but also so creepy because they're already in your house. Yeah. No one is safe. Okay, so this next one is from another Reddit user, and they are their name is No Sleep, and this was posted 11 years ago. Okay. I recently read a story about black-eyed kids. This story felt like a twisted tale of deja vu. I believe a, I've encountered B.E.K., Black Eyed Kids also is B-E-K, guys. Sorry. Um, I've never mentioned this particular detail about the eyes to anyone. For fear, they would think I was fabricating the story for or going crazy. The incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved cross country to one of those... to to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. So being naive, I know, maybe being naive and new to the city, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the peculiarity, the peculiar, see, there's me this time to this peculiar moment of this situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six o'clock in the morning the second thing that should have dawned on me is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it hasn't sorry wasn't there in the last story there is kids on the back like on a back porch apartment porch mm-hmm. like wow, you a couple stories really up. well yeah because i went through it all again yep they were okay. in like a an apartment building on like a balcony wow okay um ba, 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 ba. Sorry. the second thing you're fine the second thing that should have dawned on me is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it the knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work and a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an unexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee length, black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd and even more odd as he was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he we could come in and warm up. I said... No, no, you can't come in to warm up. Closed the door and slid the security chain in place. 
A moment later, another knock. I opened now chain door, and before I could speak, he asked again if he can come in and warm up. No, I replied, and attempted to close the door. You're brave. Like, I would not be able to say no. Yeah. I would, but I don't know. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? Nope. Fuck that, I replied, (laughs) a little confused. Get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let his information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing his eyes as black as obsidian, as obsidian, and says, no, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I forced the door closed, locked it, and call out to my wife. She is scared shitless, hiding in the bedroom, all jacked up on dr- adrenaline. I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the no. door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. What? That was up. I think to my that was up. I think to myself. And as I turned to enter the house, I noticed a half-eaten apple laying on the ground. I was gonna. Th- I was thinking Ketchup. it was gonna be the kid. No, mm. no. So that's another thing is that like they they don't they have to be invited have in. yes they have to be invited in yes but they also like do unusual behavior like not like they're trying it's like almost like they're trying to be normal people or trying to be human but like their tone isn't normal they're usually like monotone or they don't like have any expressions or their clothes aren't like quite normal or they're wearing sunglasses at six o'clock in the morning or clothes from another time period or they're asking for ketchup on their apple they're just doing like weird mannerisms right they're trying to be human but it's not human enough yeah Okay, so this one is a news article. They're super big in, like, the UK. Like, they're so, like, there's news articles about them often. Oh, uh, B-K-E-K-K? What? The B-E-K? Zach and Cody. The black eyed kids are big. Yeah. They're big in the British yes. Columbia. Okay. Yes. The yes. The black gotcha. eyed kids are big in the no, in the UK. No, in the UK. Okay. Yes, not British Columbia. That's Canada. British Columbia is Canada. BC. I knew that. <laughs> um, in Staffordshire, England, which I I think Staffordshire is a county. Um, in Staffordshire County, England, they don't have while- counties. I th- I don't think they call it like states, so it, it said Staffordshire it- County. Oh, I don't know. Okay, in Staffordshire, uh, England, while a young couple, Kylie they and have Provid- Ben, Providence, Pro- uh, Providence, Providence. Okay, that makes sense. All right, a young couple, Sorry. Kylie and Ben, were camping at Canuck Chase. They heard something outside their tent around midnight. Thinking it could be a deer or something, they unzipped the tent to take a look. What they heard sounded like a small child giggling, which, how would you think that was a deer? I don't know. I would not unzip my tent. I would just stay no, in there. I would just no, stay no. in there till the sun came up. Anyway, so they turned on their torches. I did learn that that does mean flashlight over there, like in mm, yeah. 
Australia or just European. Um, Cody actually told me that. Thanks, Cody. Thank you, Cody. Uh, and Ben saw it was he Ben saw it first. It was running from tree to tree, hiding itself behind the trunks and occasionally peering out towards them. Finally, it stepped into the clearing and she stood there staring at them with her head slightly dipped and giggling got louder and louder <laughs> as it was coming from all around them. She bent down as if she was adjusting her shoe and stood back off and ran off or stand back up and stood back up and ran off. No. When the sun came up, they emerged around 7 a.m. and found piles of stones evenly spaced around the perimeter of their tent and strange stick formations hanging from the trees, which looked like dream catchers. They <gasps> packed up and headed back to the car while Kylie spotted a small child with black eyes peering back at her from behind an oak tree and screamed. Then Girl. Ben shouted, leave us alone, and they ran off to their car. Oh my gosh. I hate that. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. All right. So this one is from a Reddit user and their name is Humanoid Encounters. <laughs> this is an encounter I experienced in the summer of 2009. I was born and raised in plain in the plains of Texas, specifically in an area where black eyed kid sightings were pre prevalent. I had heard the stories, prevalent? tales prevalent. I had heard the stories, tales, legends whatever you want to call them since I was young, a young man, but never truly believed them. The black eyed kids was mainly something I entertained as a joke or something to get a rise out of people. This change in the summer of 2009 is a warm night in June. I was up late around 2 AM as I typically like to stay up late, especially mm -hmm. in the summer since it would stay fairly warm. Even after the sun went down, I just had, run up to the store to grab a big fountain drink and was returning into my house through the back door when I was approached by two children, a boy and a girl. I was very startled once I realized they were there since I wasn't expecting to encounter anyone in my backyard so late at night. I right. mean, I wasn't expecting anyone to encounter anyone in my backyard at all because people have to ask permission to go back there. That's right. my thing. Um, the boy asked, could we come in? We need to use the phone. We are lost. This is when I noticed the blackness of their eyes. Both of them had eyes so black they were like pits. This is also when my heart sank. I couldn't believe I was actually seeing them, that they were right in front of me. As I mentioned before, I had heard the legends of the black-eyed children most of my life, so there was no way I was going to let them in my house. I darted in the back door and locked it as quickly as I could. Once I was inside, I ran upstairs and flipped on the lights to try and see if they were still outside. Thankfully, by then, they were gone. I had so much adrenaline pumping by that point, though, I had grabbed a weapon and began searching the house and making sure all the doors and windows were locked smart. It took me yeah. hours to get to sleep that night, and Jeez. it's an encounter that will stay with me for the rest of my life. These entities took the form of something most people view as innocent, weak, mild, and try to trick mm -hmm. unsuspecting people to do. God knows that God knows what with or to them. Unsuspecting to do. God knows. I don't know. I am just glad my reflexes kicked in and I was able to live to tell the tale. What That's if... That's crazy. Hear me out. 
what if they are in fact children that don't really have parents to watch after them and it's actually a gang initiation they join this gang they have to wear black eye contacts and the whole point is to spook the person as much as possible so I like that you mentioned that because like I couldn't, I could find, I talked about theories last time, but like in a lot of these Reddit comments, a lot of people like have their own theories, but I can't really back up those, that information that they had. But a lot of people Mm -hmm. were saying that in the nineties, which is when they were first like starting to be documented and like noted, Mm -hmm. um, that's when like black eye contacts came out. Or is a common time when stuff like that came out, out, like that grungy stuff and like devil crap, whatever. Um, But people may have been wearing black eye contacts to scare people. That could be a theory on that, on what the black eyed kids actually are. And like maybe they were just like young teenagers, like wearing black eye contacts, scaring people. But that doesn't explain all the the thought like the feeling of dread and that can be your own mind because you know what black eyed kids are or you just like you because you see someone with some fucking black eyes that's true because that's not normal that's freaky (laughs) we feel the feeling of dread as well but also like i don't know it's just there there were a couple of different little theories in reddit like uh there was one that there's actually like miles and miles and miles worth of like areas that people are live. The whole civilization is living underground. Must be a conspiracy theory. I need to look more into it or you need to look more into it. Um, I guess I could. And like, so, so much room that a plane could fly underground. What? And they have like their own atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so these like people have lived under there for so long that their eyes just turn black over like and then like over time they're just like born that way because they adapt and so occasionally they come up through these areas that are able to be like accessed from the normal world and they come out into like our world which would explain they're curious and that would explain like why they kind of act like humans but yeah because they don't know our world yeah and they they um say like apple on a ketchup because they know that our world or ketchup on an apple that's because they know that like americans love ketchup yeah and and, well also like or just people love ketchup um also like maybe ketchup because ketchup isn't that a non-perishable yeah maybe maybe they have it down there so non-perishable i don't know i don't know but there were a lot of theories you can look up so many of them it's wild okay so this next one is from a bailey diane and it was posted five years ago it says i had a real encounter i was working in an office that did mainly business to business sales and rentals since we weren't in a great part of town we weren't exactly open to the public i kept the door to the office locked the only way to work to work the lock was with a key from either side. I had stepped outside to go on a sales call. We had tint on our door that allowed me to see out, but was mirror tint from the outside. I tended to look out before leaving because it was a rough area and I was a young female working alone. This was about 12 years ago when I was in my mid-20s. Cool, because we knew how old you are right now. Um, I looked out and... <laughs> There were two men walking 
about a block from me. No big deal. I could easily be safe to my car before they reached me when I or reached me there. Before I know it, the kids both looked around 15-ish, were much closer than they should have been, like they had walked a city block in a split second. My fight or flight, my flight or fight sense kicked in. Uh I had no reason to be afraid, but I felt deep fear. So I went back inside and locked the door from the inside. I'm not even sure how to describe the fear I felt that led me to rush back inside. These kids were starting to bang on the door. Only one of the two spoke. He said, we need a phone. Let us in. I yelled no through the door. He kept banging on my glass door so hard it was vibrating. I threatened to call the cops and they kept banging and bang and I and begged to use the phone. I finally got brave enough to get a better look at them. So I gave a description to give a description to the police and their eyes were pitch black. I'm not super religious, but I just yelled in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to leave and they disappeared just vanished. I have never heard of BEK phenomena before this event. Wow. Yeah. Um, so as you've heard from these experiences and as you may have listened to the episode 10, don't let them in. Um, Mm -hmm. bad things can happen. Um, when I did cover that story, I did cover a, instance where a couple had let them into their home and uh immediately they had like four cats and immediately like the husband got like a nosebleed and the weird stuff starting happening they got the feeling of dread but like one of the cats get cancer yeah well four months or months later three of the four cats went missing and then one of the cats was found dead at the home and then the husband develops uh like a really bad skin cancer oh okay and she regularly suffered from health issues ever since it had happened and she said she was in the worst health of her entire life wow um so oh what's this one okay so this one is in another instance where someone actually let them into their home And it starts, so a month ago, my friend was talking about these creepy ass kids that were hanging around his house. He seems scared, like he was about to shit his pants and doesn't scare easily. He said they always wanted to use his phone and wanted to come in, but he always said no. A week ago, he told me he was going to let them in and I didn't really give it any attention. But... He's been missing ever since. I've gone over to his house, but it's empty and his cell phone his cell phone number isn't going through. Doesn't anyone know or no one knows what happened to him? I've heard about BEKs just now and I don't know what they do. Is he alive? Please help. I am seriously freaked out. I don't know if that's real, but that was the one other instance that I can find where someone has supposedly let them in. So yeah, that's that's so up. sad. So, as I stated before, um, in my don't last story, in. yeah, don't let them in. Uh, BEKs are theorized to be possible demonic, possible some kind of vampire, an evil spirit, or something uh, out of this world, um, maybe an alien. And to wrap this up, 
if you look up BEK or like Snope them online, they're labeled as a legend. So uh-huh. let's define legend. Legend is a traditional story, sometimes popularly regarded as a historical but unauthenticated tale. So mm-hmm. essentially, it just means that there's no evidence to back it up. No scientific evidence. Yes. Gotcha. So could they be real? I don't know. No one really Maybe. knows, it sounds like. Um, There's plenty windows. of sightings of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, lock your windows, lock your doors, and if the black-eyed kids come to your house, um, answer with your doorbell camera or look out the window. And if they show up during, like, a blizzard, don't let them in. Even so, call 911. They should have their parents come and pick them up. Because that is uh, not normal. No. And if yeah. they dress up like that during Halloween um, and they come to your house asking for candy. Punch them in the throat. Um, you know, it might be a real kid, but don't let them use your bathroom. Say, <laughs> like, go home. That's what, and that's what happened in the story where the lady got, or where the husband got cancer. They let them use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everything started, the power went out and everything started going wrong. It was so creepy. Like, and also, oh, they weren't wearing we're shoes and it was during a blizzard. Yeah. Say, uh, go home and use your own bathroom. Yep. Sorry. I have, I have lice. I have lice. (laughs) I have COVID. (laughs) I have COVID. Yep. There you go. (laughs) So that was Uh, Black Eyed Kids. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. For that, that was. Or happy happy October. Spooktober. Whatever. I have a story for you to kick off this spooky season as well. Okay, I'm excited. And I I know you know this one, so um, just bear with me. Okay. okay. I'm so excited. You're probably like, this was on my list to do. Thank you, Amy. So we are going to go overseas for this one. Why are you looking at me like that? Sometimes you just stare. I'm just looking at your beautiful face. That's all. You're Don't so look at beautiful. It. Hey, you know what's funny? You said you had a black eye today from your makeup, and I did the oh, black eye kids. You're like a black eye weird. Amy. I just <laughs> feel like my... <laughs> it's the, lovely. It's you a smeary pretty. day. It's Amazing. Fine. So we're going to go over to Alaska's neighbor, Russia. Marosha. So... Uh, Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them. My level of excitement that you're doing this story right now is very high, by the way. So don't think I'm disappointed. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Okay, so they were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic in high concentrations. Okay. This was before closed circuit cameras, so they had to had only microphones and five-inch thick glass porthole-sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. And when was the this? chamber in the 1940s. Okay, like the Cold War, is it Cold War era maybe? I don't know. I don't know. This is not a history podcast. 
but so we should be called this is not a history podcast <laughs> it's probably already taken anyway <laughs> so the chamber was stocked with books cots to sleep on but no bedding running water toilets uh enough dried food to last all five of them for over a month um the test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during the world war ii okay okay so everything was fine for the first five days the subjects hardly complained having been promised obviously falsely that they would be freed if they were stupid for saying the cold war because i think that was during like the 80s in the 70s i have no idea it was it was is whenever we thought everybody was like everyone was spying on us and spying on them anyway duh, uh, 1940s okay. world war ii anyway continue okay sorry that seems like 1940s was world war ii mm-hmm. i feel like that was too soon because mm -mm, now was next i don't know man okay so the da, 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 everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised that they would be freed if they were submitted to the test, if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. So they're like, oh, my God, easy, easy. They had to be awake for 30 days. Dude, like you can die. Um, their conversations and activities were monitored and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past and the general tone of their conversations took on a darker aspect after day four um after five days they started to complain about their circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranormal paranoia 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 they started talking to each other and began alternative, alternately whispering to the microphones and the one-way mirrored portholes. That's creepy. Oddly, they, I know. Oddly, they all seemed to think that they could win the trust of the people putting on the experiment by turning over their comrades and other subjects in captivity with them. At first, the researchers su suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. After nine days, the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. Oh, my gosh. He started attempting, attempting to scream, but was only able to, to produce occasional squeaks. Um, ap, you know, after that three hours, mm -hmm. uh, the researchers uh, postulated... Uh, the researchers assumed that he had physically torn his vocal cords. <gasps> the most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captivities reacted to it, or actually they didn't react to it. What? So, like, nobody cared. Oh, my gosh. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the, until the second of the captives started to scream. Uh, the two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared pages after page, smeared page after page with their own feces, Ew. and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. <sighs> That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, the screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering to the microphones. Okay. <laughs> so after more than 
After three more days passed, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure that they were still working since they thought it was impossible that no sound could be coming from these five people. They're like, there's five people in there and nobody's making a sound. Um, the oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive because they're monitoring the oxygen that they're putting right. out. Right. Um, in fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavily level of strenuous exercise. So they were inhaling and exhaling so much that it was as if they were exercising yeah, or like running, running. All five like hyperventilating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One morning on the 14th day, the researchers did something that said they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives. They were afraid that either they were dead or vegetables. So they announced, we are opening the chamber to test the microphones, step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you, earn, compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. Oh. And to their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice respond, we no longer want to be freed. <sighs> Whoa. It's so oh, gross. Goosebumps. So, oh. de <laughs> so debate broke out among the researchers and the military forces funded the research. Unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, it was finally decided to open the cha chamber at midnight on the 15th day. The chamber was flushed out of this flushed of the stimulant gas and filled fresh and they filled it with fresh air immediately voices from the mic microphone begin to object they're like no we don't want this three voices begin begging as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the gas back on um it's almost like they got addicted or something yeah. like, it, like that yeah or they're like so the stockholm syndrome yeah. So the chamber was opened and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever. And so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightfully call that state actually no. them in light. Like they no. were not. They were like zombies. Mm -hmm. The food rations past day five had not been so much as touched. So they didn't even touch the food after They're day not five. Even eating. There were chunks of meat from what the dead subject, <gasps> um, his thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber blocking Ew. the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate oh. on the floor. Ew. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. Ew. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand not with teeth, as the researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the positions and angles of the wounds indicated that most of 
Most, if not all of them, were self-inflicted. Oh, my gosh. So the abdomen organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed. So they had removed their organs. (gasps) While the heart and lungs and diaphragm remained in place, the skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. Um, all oh the blood God. vessels. Ew, you could see their lungs. Yeah, through the rib, through the rib cage. So Ugh. all the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had been taken out and laid onto the floor. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They all had been taken out and laid out around their body, like fanning out around their body, what but the like f- still huh? keeping their life, their body alive. What? What? <laughs> the uh, the digestive tract of all four could have could be seen working, digesting food. So it's almost like they they like opened di- up their bodies, like dissecting themselves. Yeah, but like keeping everything intact so it yeah. still works. Yeah, it's yeah. Like you're just like, oh, let me just put my liver right here, but let it. Let's make sure it's still attached. Right. Um. The it quickly became apparent that what they were, like you said, they were digesting or sorry, it quickly became apparent, like what you said, what they were digesting was their own flesh. And sorry, that's not what you said. Um, and that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of the day. So they're ripping off their flesh and eating it. And so that's what you're seeing digest i was about to ask how were they digesting something if they haven't eaten for however long right they're eating their own flesh so most of the soldiers were russian special operatives at the facility but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove these test subjects they continued to scream scream to be left in the chamber and alternatively begged and demand that the gas be turned back on or they will fall asleep To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian Russian soldiers, one of the Russian, one of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another one was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and (gasps) his an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Oh, another five of the soldiers lost their lives. If you count the ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. Oh, my God. So in the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately the medical researchers attempted to to sedate him but this proved impossible he was injected with more than 10 times the human dose of morphine and still fought like a a wild animal breaking the ribs and and the arms of one of the dark doctors <gasps> uh it his heart was still beating for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point where there was more air in his vascular system than blood even after it stopped he continued to scream and flail for about another three minutes struggling to attack one or struggling to attack 
anyone in reach and just repeated the word more over and over and over again. And each time becoming weaker and weaker until he finally fell silent. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two with intact focal cords continuously begged for the gas so that they could stay awake. The most injured of the three were taken to only surgical operating rooms than the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back in within his body, it was found that he w- he was more effectively immune to the sedatives that they had given him to prepare for the surgery. Oh he fought against his restraints within when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put out put him under. He managed to tear more of more of the way through a four inch wide leather strap on his wrist so it's like they have human strength oh my gosh um even though the weight of the 200 pound soldier was holding that wrist as as well so like there's the the leather strap plus the weight of a person Mm -hmm. it took only a little more more anesthetic than normal to put him under and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed his heart stopped (sighs) Wow. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn and had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued. Oh, my gosh. Most of them were from the force of his own muscles had exerted exerted on them exerted on them did that make sense exerted yeah so the second survivor that had been the first of the group of the five to start screaming his vocal cords destroyed he was unable to beg or object object to the surgery and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him he shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly that they tried the surgery without anesthetic and did not react for the entire six hour procedure of replacing his abdomen organs and attempts to cover them with what remained of his skin. So he went under the surgery. He did this surgery for six hours without any sedatives. That's freaking wild. Uh, The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically, it should be, should not be medically possible for the patient to still be alive because of the pain alone. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his, his eyes met hers. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. (laughs) When the surgery ended. And that forever haunts her. Oh, dude, for real. Um, I would love to see a interview with her. Yeah. Like now. Mm-mm. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk to talk while struggling. Assuming this m- must be something of a drastic like importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so that the patient could write his message. And all he wrote was, keep cutting. Oh, my the gosh. Other, <laughs> the other two subjects were given the same surgery, both without anesthetics as well, although they had to be injected with a para- 
paralytic Mm -hmm. uh, for the duration of the operation. The surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short period of time, and they were soon trying to escape the bonds. Um, the moment they could speak, they were again asked for a stimulant gas. The, re- the researchers tried asking why they had injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts, and why they wanted to be given the gas again. And only one would respond, and they said, I must remain awake. Oh all God. three subjects, I mean, that's what they wanted. Yeah. Um, all three subjects, re- subjects restraints were in- reinforced and they were placed back into this chamber awaiting determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers facing the wrath of the military benefactors had been for having failed the stated goals of their project considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer, a former KGB agent, which we've talked about KGB agents on the podcast before, mm-hmm. instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected, but were overruled. Um, I'm almost done. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it, it was let slip that they were going back on the gas. So they all kind of just like calmed down. Oh, oh okay. It was it was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. Oh, my gosh. Um, One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was restraining his legs against the leather bonds with all of his fight might first left, then right, then left again for something to focus on. So he was like, stri- like, I don't know, doing something with his legs. Um. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first to be wired for the EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brain waves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined without any reasoning. What? It looked as if he were repeatedly suffering from brain death before returning to normal. Oh, my gosh. As they focused on paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep, then flatlined for the first time as his heart simultaneously stopped. So it's like his head would hit the pillow and at the same time, his eyes would close and his brain would stop and his heart would stop. And then he would go back to normal. It's like a little kid falling asleep while they're eating. Yeah. (laughs) The only, (laughs) the only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwave showed them the same flat lines as one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as 
three researchers this time. One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. Uh, I also would do that. Yep. He pointed his gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to a bed, as the remaining members of the medical and research team flood the room. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you. He screamed Mm -hmm. at the man strapped to the table. What are you? He demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? He said. Um, we are you, we are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralyze when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher Ooh. paused. What'd you say? Oh, I thought you said woo, <laughs> like yeet. Uh, the researchers paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakenly choked out, so nearly free. And that's the end of the story. That's Son of a bitch. Um, not a real story. I mean, it's a it's a story, but it didn't actually happen. So that is go ahead. So when you I I knew I tore I honestly I forgot about that story until uh-huh. you started talking about the uh them like taking off their own body parts and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, oh shit. I forgot about this. Oh man, that's wild. Okay, finish what you're saying, sorry. So that was a creepy pasta. And for those of you that don't know what Creepypasta is, it's a website where people can share creepy made-up stories. It's, look, up, you should know what Creepypasta is if you're listening to us. That's where like Slender Man <laughs> was born. Oh yeah. man, that, that was who wrote that? That is wild I that they know. wrote that entire thing. And also, you are, I, I, I think you should go get checked out. That's the wild. first time. <laughs> the first time I I heard that story. I honestly thought it was real. I did too. I I was like, what the heck? Because mm-hmm. weird stuff happened during World War yeah. II. Yeah, exactly. So, especially in Russia. Yeah, so, that's why I asked if it was the Cold War because that's, that's like, they did like a, you know, on, um, what's that show called? Stranger Things. Yeah. That's yeah. where they did oh. like experiments and shit. Yeah. So. Crazy. Um, yeah. I read some other creepypastas and I just, I as good as this one i don't think you were lazy for picking that i think that was awesome and gave the people gave everybody a good story to listen to this week so thank you i've been it's been on my list yeah so oh man okay nice very nice happy spooktober everybody yay do you you have a neighborhood story for me yes i do i was just getting to that okay so um since i know how to do this now You guys, Brie picked out her neighborhood stories ahead of time this time. <laughs> I just sound like Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> that is so rare. It's like we should all, we all should go out and get a lottery ticket right now. 
because I remember my neighborhood stories for two stories yes. in a row, guys. That's two bananas. We, we double recorded, which is why we've had some slip ups on moments. You know, we're tired and talking, tired of talking. Anyway, tired we've been of reading. talking for over two hours. Yes. <laughs> Dear God. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this one is a from a Facebook post, I believe, and it no, it was from a news thing, and it says uh, in St. Louis, this was a response to complaints on a Facebook post about excessive dog barking. So yeah, it did make the news though, and it's a nice. giant picket fence and uh, sidewalk. It's like the outside of someone's backyard fence, and it's someone painted on it. We have barking dogs. The dogs bark and it has a picture of dogs on it. So someone got pissed that someone was complaining about their dogs. Clearly. <laughs> like dogs bark. That would be also me though. Um and oh, and the dogs are okay, so Okay. There's two dogs and then there's a speech bubble and it says, I wish I could talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that would also be me, my passive aggressiveness. Oh, we talked about that in the last episode, but I would be yeah. like, you know, I know you're complaining about me, so I'm just going to throw it in your face that you're complaining about me. I can understand <laughs> if like your dog is outside and it's barking and like it sees something and it's barking at it. Like and you let it bark for a while, but like people that leave their dogs, dogs outside bark, all day long. And yeah. the dark is barking the whole day. That's annoying. But if it's just occasionally. Yeah. And then also in the in the article, it did say it was a very dog friendly neighborhood, too. So clearly there oh. were a lot of dogs in the neighborhood, too. So all like, of the dogs are being silent. You're, you're going to target break. this one dog for barking. Come on. Come mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Go get a life. Go get a life. <gasps> Anyways, when this comes out. When do you come? Here. Will you be here for the next recording? No. Because this will come out on the 8th. Are you not coming that next week? I after the weekend of the 8th? I fly in on the 22nd. So the next one. Okay. So two weeks from so this episode. I can see my best friend. <laughs> so... The one that we can record together will come out on the 5th of November. Okay. And, 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 and the next week, because we can record two weeks in a row together. Oh, my buddy. Guys. I'm so excited. I can see my best friend. Anyways, we're going to get. Yep, we're going to go. We're tired. I got to go put my kids to bed. And I got to go pack. Wish me luck on my trip, people. Um, Happy wedding, Mr. and Mrs. Bonham. Thank you for making our family line grow. And yeah, and you're It was a Jen, beautiful awesome. wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. Um, Sorry about the over-dancingness, but also not sorry because I'm a hella good dancer. Also, we would love for you to write in about uh the surprise that happened at the wedding oh yeah yeah talk to us about let it let us know anyway let us all. know what that's you all. thought that's all we're gonna yeah. say anyways uh have you uh have you checked in on the neighbors <laughs> what's with the neighbors he looks so mad say hi to your cats for us are you gonna meow tony's better at his job Oh, don't get dead. <laughs>